Hey, I'm here at uh, Casual Connect, and with me today is a special guest. How about you introduce yourself? I'm Lon Otremba. I'm the CEO of Tilted. Okay. And what's Tilted about? Tilted is a um, mobile, casual social game environment. We publish 35 games of our own, and today we announced that we're going to be opening up our platform to allow other publishers to have their games live in our world, too. Okay. And when you say opening up your platform, then, are you in, are you like an open web? type of thing, or is it going to be inside your APK or your iOS game? Yeah, we're, um, we have a couple of things that make us a little bit unique in the mobile game world. The first is that all of our gameplay and, frankly, all of the activity that our users engage in lives on the mobile web. So all gameplay happens in the browser, and everything that happens is open. So it doesn't require a user to have a, an app. And so when we have a platform, as we do now opening up to other games, even if you had a game, if you were a publisher and you had a game that was a really popular app, we'll help convert it into HTML5, bring it into our world, and have it live on the mobile web, separate from the app world. And what API um, do you offer that would be relevant to developers? Is it just interfacing with your system, or do you actually offer maybe... Um, kind of like with Facebook, where they had an API that offered some of these social features and stuff like that. Yeah, um, it's it's an important part of our approach is that we, we really are sort of taking a, a true platform approach here. What we want is somebody to come in and not just have the game live on an island separate that doesn't... And we want, frankly, if, if somebody's game is coming into our world, we want it to feel seamless to our to our users, so it needs to live in our virtual economy, it needs to live with the communication tools that we have, and so everything that we're doing is enabling that. So it's not just making the game work, it has to, you know, we have to have the ability for people to engage in chat and to uh, engage in the virtual economy, and, and that is part of what we're trying to make easy for publishers to do, which is not always easy. And do you have, um, say, an, an iPhone app or an Android app that just embeds the HTML5 loading inside it just as a way for distribution? Or is it just pure, they have to have their web browser going? Yeah, we, we, um, we have some launchers. Um, we're actually building something a little more advanced, uh, probably out in another two months, um, that really is more of a, a self-contained shell, if you will, of the game. Um, but... The, one of the advantages of publishing in the mobile browser is that it allows people, particularly the way our approach is, which is server-side and a persistent state, so somebody can start a game on one device, continue it on a different device, and have that state carry with them on any number of devices. And, and that is that's something we want to preserve and make sure works. Now, there will be games that we will be, and we've got them in the pipeline now, that will live solely as apps. There will be some that live in the shell, some live solely on the mobile web. We're, we're not trying to sort of cut ourselves off from anything, but rather make the user experience, based on the gameplay, make it sort of fit. Yeah, so, you know, there has been this debate of HTML5 apps or games versus, um, you know, mobile native games. Um, people are like, well, HTML5 is just as good, but don't you feel uh, that... Native apps give you just more distribution and visibility. I mean, for I mean, where do you see this going? I know Facebook was pushing for HTML5 games because for their strategy, they don't own the stack on mobile, and that's why HTML5 is critical for them. But it doesn't. I don't know if it's taking off, you know, compared to some of these other mobile games. Yeah, I, I think actually, from a discovery or distribution standpoint, um, I I take 
the complete opposite point of view. I think unless you're that sort of one-tenth of one percent that's at the top of the leaderboards in, in the app stores, your ability to be discovered and to really generate broad distribution in the app stores is quite limited as opposed to partnering with somebody like us where our existing scale already enables you much the same way any media distribution model works enables you to have access to far reaching audience that isn't possible any other way you know for example when i can talk here at this at, at casual connect you know as we start talking with other publishers of games even if you had a game that had 10 million downloads yeah. um, chances are you're not getting 10 million downloads in month 6 and so the ability for that game to reach a whole new audience in a distribution platform like mine that has about 15 million unique players every month, we're generating about 3 billion ad impressions every month, we have the ability with our scale to offer a whole other range of discovery. And frankly, yeah. it's economic too. You know, a game publisher then has access to a new audience for monetization. Uh, it has access to an audience like ours that is monetized partly through ad revenue. And many of these guys they don't have the ability because their own existing scale isn't big enough to really matter to advertisers. You know, they've got to depend on ad networks where we don't. Um, you know, speaking of monetization, one of the benefits of these native apps is that they can tie in directly to the iTunes store or Android store. How does, um, you know, HTML5 then monetize? I, do you have stats on if it can monetize as well? Does, is there just more friction there? Yeah, I, you know, I can tell you unequivocally that, you know, the ARPU that we have in our user base um, is probably better than any, most apps. I won't say every, um, but better than most app stores because I can monetize with existing scale in two ways that many folks, frankly, can only monetize in one way. And so, let me give you an example. If I've got, if I've got, you know, today a typical kind of user experience, they can buy virtual currency from me. So my virtual economy is quite robust, um, but I can also serve them an ad. Now I can serve them an ad through an ad network and have that ad generally perform as well as it would if it was in an app, except that because I have some scale, because I have broad distribution with people like AOL and other partners of mine and all yeah. my carriers and so on, um, their ability to generate ad impressions for me is quite robust, much, much greater than it would be if I were only in an app store. And so I think I, think I can offer you know, for, certainly for myself, but even an outside developer, the ability to monetize in ways that, frankly, are, are more extensive than it would be solely from the from the app store. And by the way, you know, the app stores are going to be taking a pretty healthy cut. Yeah. And you know, I don't have to worry about that. And um, the other question is: Is do you see yourself as purely um, a gaming network, or are you trying to also borrow from, say, what DNA did, where they had a social network and then games on top of it? Yeah, I think, you know, we can call yourself, I guess, whatever you want, you know. Um, you know, we look at ourselves. First, The first lens we look through is the mobile lens, so we're all about mobile. Second thing is, I think the gameplay is an important part of the engagement dynamic, but it's certainly not the only thing. And the, the, the ability for users to engage with each other while they're playing games is just as important as gameplay itself. And in many ways, you know, frankly, our user behavior shows that, you know, they're just as happy to, to come in, start a game, and, and start chatting and buying things and gifting things and doing all these other social things that have less to do with gameplay per se. But but make no mistake, for us, the gameplay is the catalyst for engagement, but it's not the sole reason for engagement. Um, now, there are other companies that are also kind of um, mobile browser-based, like uh, Moco Space and stuff like that. How is um, 
you know, how is your network different than theirs? You know, I, I think there are there are some folks that are out there with the same approach that we do, and I, you know, we're rooting for everybody. <laughs> but um, look, you know, again, our approach is to say, can we create great user experiences, very casual social games that that are fun, that creates an environment that people want to engage in? That that's enough for me. You know, that's that's a pretty ambitious thing. If I can if I can publish a great game and know that somebody can play at any number of devices, that if I can create a platform for other publishers to come in and make great game properties live in my world too, that's even better. That's plenty. You know, I'm not trying to boil the ocean. I'm trying to be all things sure. to all people. I want to do a couple of things great. Uh, can you talk about uh, some of the more successful games on your network at this point and maybe some of the um, features or game designs that sure. you found interesting that have worked? That's a great question. I, you know, I think um, we, we introduced a new game about uh, two and a half months ago called Cubugs. And yeah. Cubugs was the very first end-to-end -end fully HTML5 game that we've ever done. We, we started the conversion to HTML5 uh, last year, late last year, and we incorporated chunks of HTML5 code in existing games on through. But, but Cubugs was the first one that was end-to-end, -end, start to finish HTML5. We wanted to do it for a couple of reasons. One is we wanted to see what the development cycle would be like if that was the only thing we focused on was HTML5 development. And so we, we really worked out a lot of the development kinks to understand what that process looks like. So that was great for that alone. But secondly, we wanted to create a game that had a little bit more casual appeal than some of the other games that we've had that are very popular with our user base, except they're really popular with a relatively small number of users. And we wanted something that was a little more broadly based. And third, we wanted it to take advantage of some unique capabilities that HTML5 actually had, like touching the screen, sounds, you know, those sorts of things that feel more app-like than traditional WAP-based or, or, or browser-based games. And so it was, it was a, a real test bed for us. What we found was when we launched the game, within the first month we had a million unique users, which was unprecedented for us. It would have put us in the top 15 in the app stores. And within eight weeks we had over two million. And so what we found was whatever combination of stuff we got right, we think we got more right than wrong. Yeah. And the user adoption was quite rapid. So we think we've kind of got a decent formula for new development. So now as we go forward, that game and the development cycle, how we did it, the features, and what we're trying to take advantage of it are, are being levered and, and applied going forward. So for example, all of our new games, and our next game in particular, is going to do more things that HTML5 will unlock. And, and in fact, interestingly enough, many of the capabilities that we figured out with QBugs, we didn't know were possible with HTML5. You know, okay. because it's so relatively yeah. new, you know, things aren't published, you know, every day that say, oh, you can, you know, a good example. We're, we're going to be launching uh, a new game next month, um, and it's going to take advantage of vibration in the, in okay. the handset. Um, there, when, when I, it's because it's a fighting game, and, yeah. and I said, when I, you know, when a punch hits, I want it to vibrate. And the guy said, can't be done, haven't seen anything anywhere, yeah. and they figured it out. Oh, um, I, I didn't even know that was possible. Yeah, it is possible. Okay. Trust me, it's possible. And so that sort of, that sort of innovation um, 
because frankly we can't copy it from anybody yeah. you know we got i got you know four smart guys locked in a room who figured it out yeah. and that kind of innovation is going to continually happen incrementally and so every game that we do and every game that frankly anybody else that's doing is going to continue to advance the the, the science and the art yeah. of how this works and we're pretty excited about it and are you looking at third-party tools to also execute on your html5 um you know plan yeah, we are. You know, I, I wish I could uh, say that there, you know, are lots of them out there, and that we. But, but they're cropping up. Right? Yeah, yeah, they re they truly are, and um, and we're um, we're always on the lookout for stuff, and um, and frankly, we try it, and sometimes we find that um, you know the rhetoric is a little ahead of the sure. of the actual stuff, and sometimes we find a gem. You know, and we've got a couple of things that actually are in process now that we came from outside partners that have helped us work through. So, yeah, it's but it's early. I mean, it, yeah. it candidly is early days. So it's it's the fun part. Actually. Where do you? Um, yeah. So where do you see mobile going? You mentioned it being early. Um, you know, what's what are the prospects one year from now, three years from now, yeah. if you can even look out five years? Um, I, I I absolutely believe, and we're staking a large measure of the company's success on the idea that HTML5 and the idea of creating a single code base that, that runs across platform on, on any multitude of mobile devices is actually, is absolutely the future. So we believe that. And it's just, there's there are just too many compelling reasons for that not to be the case of what will happen. So so that's one thing. Well, even in, even in that approach, you are open to the idea of embedding that HTML5 in, um, in app in format. Absolutely. App oh, yeah. format. Okay. This is not an either-or thing. Yeah. You know, okay. And that's the beauty of it. You know. Um, but I do think the idea of, of, a, of, a, of a more uniform or open or uh, cross-platform, whatever, however you want to sort of describe it, has to work. And, and every incentive out there is going to drive to make that work. Um, that's the first thing. The second big thing is I really believe that mobile devices themselves will continue to advance the art. The, the hardware and the software underlying it, the browsers are going to get more robust, the, the, the hardware itself, the capabilities of the devices, it, it's, there's no question that that's where it's going. And in fact, I think, again, because I look at the world and our company looks at the world through a mobile lens, if you, do, if you start there, you should recognize that within a short time, two years, three years, Many of the things that you thought would never be possible in mobile versus a wired web environment or will blow past that, and we're already starting to see it. You know, as we the big thing that I really want our guys to focus on, and as we develop new things going forward, I want to take advantage of what is unique and inherently cool about mobile. I want somebody, if they're playing a game or involved in our environment in a mobile environment, to say it's better than it would be if it was a wired environment. And that, that's a little bit different. You know, a lot of times what happens in mobile up till now has been sort of dumbing down a web experience, making it simpler, making it small to fit a smaller screen, making it, that's okay, but that isn't the future. The future of mobile everything, and particularly mobile gaming, is take advantage of what's cool and unique about the mobile device, about touching it, and taking pictures, and, 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 and drawing things, and, and the gyro... Yeah features and all the other things that are cool, portability, location, all those things can be a part of gameplay. All of those things can be an integral part of the user experience. And we haven't even touched the surface of it. And the third thing, 
is advertising. We we do believe, and and you know I think it's still early days, but many many advertisers recognize that mobile is the future of media. It has to be. It's where audiences are. People are spending more minutes a day on mobile devices than they are in front of wired devices, and. So they recognize, brand advertisers do, that, that they have to figure out a way to engage audiences in mobile somehow in a better way than they are today. And we absolutely believe that, that advertising will have a part in casual social gameplay in mobile. It absolutely has to. And in fact, it can be a very cool thing. And we just haven't seen enough of it yet because there hasn't been enough incentive on both brands and media to sort of make this stuff happen. You know, the, the networks, to their credit, got there first. But beyond that, a lot of the exciting stuff has happened. Um, okay, you know, you mentioned mobile. What about tablets? Are tablets an important part of your strategy at this point, or are you just focused maybe on phones at this point? Um, absolutely, tablets are important. And, you know, I think we, like a lot of folks, have have only begun to really look at tablets as a somewhat unique device. Now, there, there are things that we should be able to do that, you know, sort of treat everybody equally. But clearly, uh, we love tablets. I mean, I, personally, I love tablets. Yeah. And, and I think as, a, as a, a platform for gameplay and engagement, you know, we can do some really exciting things with tablets. Okay. Now, your platform, you said you just opened it up. Uh, you know, what types of developers are you looking for? Um, are you, yeah, what, what's yeah. the deal? Can you talk more about it? Uh, yeah, um, you know, what we want to do is, is we want to appeal to, initially anyway, sort of for the first six months or so, to a, a fairly select group of publishers. And, and I would say if, if you're a publisher that has a, a very popular app game, or a very popular web game. And you've been thinking about what do I need to do to expand that audience, particularly in mobile, and particularly in a mobile web environment, we want to talk to you. Because for, for us, with the tools that we have and the development environment that we're creating for outside publishers to come in, this absolutely can be a win-win for everybody. That, that outside publisher can take advantage of our existing scale and the tool set that we have to engage a completely incremental audience for them and take advantage of incremental revenue opportunities. And I think that that has, we hope, the sort of synergistic uh, result that we all want. You know, yeah. once, you, once you start, you know, it's always like, okay, if you've got this, if you've got 15 great games, that's one thing. But if you've got 100 really great games and it's a highly energized environment and everybody's that's a whole different thing and and I think that's so our approach is we want to make sure that we bring outside publishers in that it's a that's a positive experience for them as well as for us and so we're being a little selective initially to make sure that everything works that that it you know that it's as turnkey as it can be that it's as seamless as it can be for the users it's a seamless experience for the developers and for us and then and then who knows where that could go but initially it'll be somewhat selective sure and where can listeners find out more about, uh, you, you know, your service, uh, potentially play your games, um, open it up on their browser? M.tilted.com. Okay. T-Y-L-T-E-D. Thank you very much. Yep.